Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is this the real life or is this just a fictional reality? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fictional Reality. I am your host, James Elliott, to guide you through another voyage of trying to figure out what the hell is reality? (laughs) Can we trust anything? (laughs) Is there any objective truth at all? And how will we know it if we only ever see something from one perspective? Uh, So we're going to find out today because I have an awesome team of people here um, who are very well-versed in being able to answer these questions. So if you've ever wondered, uh, do I see the same color as someone else? Um, is time real? Uh, is history always just a story? Then you've come to the right place. So stay tuned until the very end. We'll answer these very easily. Um, but first, let me introduce my round table of uh, philosophical experts here. To my left, I have a good friend of mine, Joe Lyons. Hi. Lyons. That's me. Actually, you almost got it right. Johanna. Johanna Lyon. Johanna Lyon. Yeah, you have oh. to say that all like in that accent I'm every sorry. single time. Johanna it's Lyon. Hard because some people think I'm South African because Johanna, Johanna, and then you get Lyon, which is the French royal family's name, I think, in the past. It's also the name of a large cat. A lion. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. it is. Good point. <laughs> yes, Never hello. heard of it. Sorry, nice what? To be here. It's also the verb for being horizontal. <laughs> And being uh, untruthful. That's true. Oh. Yeah, if, if you're lying down in Alabama, you're a lion. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, the woman with many talents. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> we have a return guest here, Zane. I'm Zane Z. Weber, and you can't get away from me. Woohoo. And Paula. <laughs> oh, hey. Paula. Hello. No last name. Hey, um, my name is Paula Arugia. Uh, I'm a marketer, podcaster, theatre maker, uh, writer, um, social media person. I make content. I feel like I should stop listing things. You're a renaissance person. Mm. I guess. Mm. That's a rough title. As someone who's been called a renaissance Mm. person before, Mm. it's rough. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just worked to the bone, really. You are (laughs) creative. (laughs) My brain doesn't turn off, (laughs) so... (laughs) May as well monetize it. (laughs) That's why we all have podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. Am I right? right? Uh, What is your podcast, by the way? Give it a bit of a spruik. (gasps) Thank you so much. Mm, Hello. Um, My podcast is Stumble Through. It is the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. And, uh, yeah... (laughs) Uh, For anyone wondering what that little silence was uh, Just as Paula finished saying that sentence An alarm went off Uh, It was It's a couple actually It's it's fire engines They're always here They do not pick Uh. up on the mics Yeah see because I was waiting for that to pass So that we would edit this out But Mm. you know it's funny now Yeah Yeah. No No, I like it It was good The (laughs) sirens went off I'm just more impressed that Zane can identify Which emergency service vehicle it is That's true That's good It's a skill It's very, very easy when mm. the uh, firehouse is literally a block away mm-hmm. and oh. invisible from that window right there. Yeah. <laughs> Until the lights come on. Mm. I had I a toy like once could... that taught me and I never learnt it. I just played with the toy. The the police one is the one that doesn't sound alarming at all. Give it to it's them. kind of a drone. Give I actually, I can't mimic it. Mm. I can only hear it and go like, that's the police because it doesn't sound like police. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to give the ambulance one a go. Whereas we just heard... <laughs> Very mm. air raidy that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's almost like a bitchy person because they'll be like, "There's a fire in those pants." Whereas the the ambulance is that anxious person. It's like, "Oh my god, they just cut themselves!" Oh, oh, oh what am I going to do? <laughs> 
Mm. Relax, a, Sandra. Okay, this is some <laughs> quality audio content. Isn't it great? Yep. All righty. Four, t- four minutes and 20 seconds in. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, so I've gathered you all here today to talk about uh, fictional realities. Um, we're going we're gonna to get some, some quality content. Something that has – we had a bit of a discussion, dear listeners, before we started recording, and we were going through some great stuff. Um, and it reminded me of this – of films as propaganda. And I was – I've always been interested in propaganda films that I've been shown in school, um, which is interesting – that Can in, you frame that in a context other than you went to a school which was trying to radicalize you? <laughs> um, Is I can't because Storm I didn't. Boy propaganda? Oh. Wait, wait, wait! It's the the current the, show, yes, no, on the QTC, the, the and movie, also movie, same thing. The, the movie that I had to watch like seventeen times oh. during high school. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. What did it teach you? We might be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the beaches are. Pretty desolate places if they're not full of fun naked people. And Mm. that you can't live there? Or that you're not supposed to? Well, he did. The the boy lived near the beach. But they always were like, people aren't, like, you can't let people know that we're here. We're not supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where did the beach touch the boy? (laughs) The feet, mostly. The feet. feet. (laughs) I mean, like, what was bad? Sometimes up in the nose. How how was that bad for him to live on a beach? I honestly can't. No, I'm pretty sure they were just squatters and they were oh. getting away from paying yeah. rent and, you know, the government doesn't like that. I, I paid so uh-huh. little attention. Like, I actively didn't pay attention after a while. Mm. It's pretty shitty propaganda then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't internalise any of the messages, apparently. <laughs> um, cool. So I, I think propaganda are just a, a brilliant method of creating fictional reality for mm. a country or an audience or people to um, get behind something Pretty fake, uh, let's just say. And I saw a movie um, two years ago. It would have been in 2018, last year. Yeah, I saw a movie last year. It's about this time last year, actually. And I, it was on a plane, so I normally wouldn't have watched it. I came away from it thinking, I reckon I just watched capitalist propaganda. Mm-hmm. Like, legit propaganda. American Sniper? <laughs> no, but I have heard that about that. Wow. Um, yeah, very pro-war, so pro-American. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, it's pro-war disguised as not being pro-war. But yeah, but well, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you were watching. That was just a wild right. guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully this story will um, will alert you guys to some experiences you've had that might make you think of the same thing. I can't wait to have the plate so smashed. I'm really into propaganda that hides, that isn't obvious propaganda. And I saw a Will Ferrell movie. Uh, what was it called? The House? The House. Yes. The House? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you might be able to see where I'm going with this. <laughs> yes. I came away from that movie going, that was a film created by um, the gambling institution to remind people everywhere. Actually, first of all, I'll give the listeners out there who haven't seen The House a bit mm. of an outline of what it is. Basically, uh, Will Ferrell and his wife... Um, Amy Poehler. Thank you very much. Amy Poehler. They, their daughter... Lo and behold, can't afford to go to college because uh, it's uh, ridiculously expensive. And so they decide to create a uh, home casino to fund their daughter's trip to college. What could go wrong? Them with their friend, Jason Manzoukas. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's um, Hollywood's uh, go-to crazy guy. Yes. (laughs) Because he has a beard. From Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. 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 Oh, that's right. And possibly looks slightly not white. Yes, he does. Yeah, (laughs) Because he's Greek, I believe. Greek, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, And so they set up this casino. Uh, Lo and behold, it all goes terribly wrong. What? Yeah. Terribly but comically, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) right. right. (laughs) Um, Well, some guy loses a hand. But in a comical way, In right? a comical way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, like the blood comes out and it like hits someone in the eye. It's like, ah! But it's and not it, Will Ferrell, so everything's okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny when Will Ferrell does cut off the man's hand. Jesus and okay. It all gets reinforced that, look, at the end of the day, the message that you take away from the film when you sit there and you're like, what, what did I just, mm. what did I watch? The message is, don't start a gambling ring at home. Um, go to the casinos and gamble. There's also a corrupt city council member and a very friendly cop, like a bumbling cop. And so the other two messages of that movie are don't trust your state council uh, or your, like, local uh, local council because mm. they're just trying to hurt you. 
Mm. And the cops are friendly. They're silly. <laughs> you can trust them. Trust the cops. They're Who fine. The cop? Sorry? Who played the cop? Do you remember? No, I don't. He was no. a no-name. I'd never seen oh, him okay, before. Cool. He was some random dude. Mm. He wasn't. He was all right. He was fine. A bit. Mm. I he, was no he was no Jason Menzoukas. <laughs> he was no Jason Menzoukas. He was great in that film, by the way. Um, and, yeah, I came away from that going, wow, I just saw some some propaganda, some gambling mm. propaganda. From then on, I was heightened into that. And we live in Brisbane now, Bris Vegas. Mm. And I realized... Bris Vegas was a marketing scheme put mm-hmm. forward to. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's all gambling propaganda, and you start to see it everywhere. <laughs> is that why insurance is so big in Brisbane? Yes. Well, I think insurance is big because it taps into the gambling phenomenon. Yeah, no, they're sure, they're in league with each other. Like that's what yeah. you're saying, right? Mm. Like that's the link that you've. Ju- no? I've never created those two connections. But oh, okay. The, the so I made the link. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's mean? all you. Yeah. Thank you. When they come after us, it's you. It's you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what made you like? Oh, no. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about Brisbane specifically in relation to insurance? Well, you you were talking about Bris Vegas and how my brain's just given up on me. But no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, and you were talking specifically about that. But um, you were talking about like um, casinos and gambling and that gambling. industry and how Bris Vegas was a, a doobity boop for that. Yeah. The propaganda. Yeah, it's there we bloody, go. The propaganda. Yeah. It's so bloody everywhere. But it's yeah. true. Like so Suncorp especially. Like you see it like whenever you go anywhere near Milton, blaringly large with the lights, Suncorp Stadium. It mm. is kind of ingrained in a lot of kind of culture in Brisbane. Mm. Yeah. So I think it is kind of a one but of it those makes mega sense, giants. Like, yeah, and like what goes hand in hand with having a really rough night at whatever table that you're at, you know? Oh, you've lost the house, better take out a second mortgage. Yep. Oh, better I be see. careful there. No, 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 no. Better do it. I think the insurance game. I think that that's a very kind of symbiotic relationship there. Mm. Totally. A I think it wank. feeds on the same um, sort of fears and things that happen inside our head. Like, oh, if I just do this thing right now, mm. I'll, I'll be secure. I'll be fine. Mm. If I just bet this, I'll get that money and everything will be all right. And uh, insurance plays on that. Yeah. I rejected insurance a little while ago and I've met a lot of uh, oh. people being like, why'd you do that? It's like, it's mm. a It's a ploy. Gambling ploy. Also, uh, I'd like to correct myself real quick because oh. I've just realised that if you've lost your house, you probably can't take out a second mortgage. I feel like that's not a <laughs> thing that is. <laughs> feel like that is incorrect, and I would just like to correct myself. Thank you. If a dead it really person, depends on I how think. honest you are with the bank that's giving you a second mortgage. Yeah. And look, you know that's a good point. Mm. Don't underestimate a housing market in a boom, <laughs> in a boom economy. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja loans, they existed. And just negative gear it a couple times and yeah. uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. no, it'll be fine, right? If oh they can God. give a dead person a credit card, you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> or a cat a credit card, I've heard of that too. Oh my golly. Um, so that, that was an experience for me where I watched a film and I came out of it thinking, wow, I think that was propaganda. I think that was like trying to tell tell me a message mm. that was trying to get me to do something in society um, that I hadn't really ever thought about before. Like I propaganda as an image had been given mm. to me as something ridiculous. Like it's so easy to spot Nazi propaganda. Mm. Um, but I was wondering if you guys have any experiences or examples of times in which you have found that something was maybe like propaganda or trying to sell you a message that you bought into and then rejected of like, Mm. oh, this is actually bullshit. Mm. Well, I did reject religion when I was quite young. (laughs) Oh. And and Seventh Heaven had a big part to play in that. Oh, really? Seventh Heaven is about a family. Born after 97. That has seven children. Mm. I think that's right. With or five children? No, I, I don't know. There's a lot of children, mm. and the the older ones are, are, are adults, and the younger ones are very young, and just kind of like it's all, it's just so treacly Christian, mm. saying nothing about anything mm. real. And spoiler alert: the dad's a bad person. Oh no! <laughs> Me what too. Did dad do? What? Mm. Wait, wait, the oh. actor's a bad person? Yes. Oh, who oh. was the actor's name? I, can't, I yeah. cannot remember his mm. name. Same kind of time scheme as like Eight Simple Rules. Did you see that? Oh, that yeah, was yeah. Very strange. Yeah. What was Eight Simple Rules? Eight Simple Rules for dating my my teenage daughter. And this has nothing to do with biases. Oh, right. That was a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. That was John... Never heard it was an American yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the actor who played the dad died. 
I mm. believe, oh. and so the dad died, and it was one of the most heartbreaking episodes. <laughs> Give you a quick rundown. So <laughs> the dad goes to get milk um, because there's no cereal. The son kind of pulls the cereal cereal out. There's no milk. Dad, can you go to the shop? Dad has a heart attack at the shop. And then they go through the most horrible day, and then the most heartbreaking thing, the kid goes to pour another bowl of cereal in at night time, and he just breaks down. Oh. It was beautiful. Aww. He forgot about the milk. He forgot about the milk, but he didn't Idiot. forget about his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. But yeah. it was really missing the milk that really <laughs> crushed him. <laughs> He's like, I could have got through cream. this day if it wasn't for the... Mm. But in terms of going back, mm. I think I'm way too trusting. But I'm, I'm cynical, but I'm way too trusting of like narrative because I'm the kind of person who goes to the movie alone. I love to be immersed in that kind of just like, just take over my life. Right. I love to get into it. <laughs> movie, take the wheel. Take <laughs> <laughs> the wheel. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think I can really think of anything off the top of my head where I'm thinking, this is fucking trying to sell me something, an idea, whatever, a product. Well, can, I mean, Paul, do you have an example? Or can I? Not of a political one, because when you said, um, th- for those listening, uh, when James was like, propaganda, I was like, what's that even mean? I've forgotten. Um, it's a good point. There yeah. is some specificity to it. I, I do you want me to read it? I Please, do. yeah, yeah. This is I'd what Google says about um, so one <coughs> noun information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote a political cause or point of view. Mm. He was charged with distributing enemy propaganda. Yeah, interesting that it's negative though. It's mislead. Like, there, mm. surely there is good propaganda. Is there? Mm. Well, <coughs> on my Disney podcast, these are most Disney debates, uh, I uh, am the Grandmaster and we did uh, Saludos Amigos, which is basically Disney animators going to South America, mm. animating what they see and then coming back to America and spreading that mm. information. Right. It was a sponsored by the US government uh, mm. to kind of get the South Americans on side during World War Two. So it was kind of like so international relations slash tourism slash PR? Yes. Wow. To kind of get them to get them closer to America, further away from the the Axis. Mm. Uh, so and they were accused of the being Axis propaganda. Of yes. Wow. Yeah. The Nazis and the and the Japanese, etc. at the time. And the Italians and yeah. what have you. Oh yeah. Sort That's of right, Mussolini. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that they were accused of spreading propaganda because it was very Pro South America, mm. but from a North American perspective, yeah, so it was that's how it came to yeah. Be. So it was it was one hundred percent positive message, but it was definitely for a political point of view, mm. Mm. Um, and they didn't say anything negative about either the North Americans or the South Americans, um, and they didn't have any negative intentions other than weaken other than strengthening international ties. But is that propaganda? It's not misleading, mm. it's just not showing the negative side of mm. those nations. And it's all depending on the perspective, as you said before in the intro. Mm. It is kind of depending on that perspective because it came from an American government. Mm. That's why it's propaganda. So if it would come, come from anywhere well, it, else. It came yeah. from Disney. Yes. They just got funded. money yes. from the American government. Mm. But if it had mm. come from someone else, it wouldn't be propaganda. And that's what I think. I think this, mm. this movie, I think maybe the script was written... And it was just a funny, we've got a casino in it. And then suddenly when they're looking for money mm. to, fund to, to, to fund it, mm. they approached maybe some casinos or gambling and they were like, mm. yeah, that's all right, but we just want we want these few little tweaks. Yeah. So that, Make the uh, cop a good guy. Police yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it kind of turns into yeah. a more ideological um, influencer than what it originally was. And I think like Seventh Heaven, it wasn't intentionally like, well, let's let's just really push the Christian faith. It's, it was just like, well, it's a family with seven kids and the father's a pastor, so let's just tell this story. And then, of course, mm. the audience is so Christian, so they lean into that. Right. Yes. And they want to appeal to the audience. And then, yeah, and I, that's a like a brilliant point as well in that um, this sort of thing that gets created that spreads a specific message is not necessarily done by any one person, mm. um, but is done by, you know, invested self-interest, mm. uh, as we know from the, the recession we were just talking about. You know, that came about from a few people making... 
um, decisions that were going to help them personally and then you do that a hundred times or a thousand times and all of a sudden it turns into this monster mm. that has somehow like hurt all these people. Because mm. um, airlines do it all the time in movies because movies want to feature air travel uh. but they need permission to have the logos or film in the airports and so they make mm. partnerships with the air companies and then the air companies have to be shown in a positive light or they're mm. not going to agree to no. help right. you make your movie. And so it's like it's a positives of air travel. Yeah, um, right. Or, or it's kind of like an advertisement for mm. their planes. Mm. Good yeah. point. When have you ever seen a rude flight attendant in a movie? Unless it's funny. Yes. Mm. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. In which case you very rarely see the brand uh, that is associated with that. Right. Uh, mm. yeah, I'm thinking company. View from the Top is the first movie that comes <laughs> to the mind if anyone ever saw that. Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Mark probably, Myers. Oh, uh, no. I don't think I've actually ever... You had a weird eye. No. Mm. <laughs> um, that's an interesting thought of like when I was a kid, I watched a lot of American films and uh, it sort of created for me in my mind an idea of like America, a romanticized mm-hmm. version yeah. for sure because... I didn't realize that I had been watching something that was funneled through to me, but my idea of America was that everyone had a two-story house. <laughs> I oh, I only yeah. ever yeah. lived in a one-story house, yeah. and every film I saw, the the kids had a sick bedroom mm-hmm. full of toys, yeah. giant oh bedroom, giant bedroom <laughs> with things hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, every <laughs> different toy you could imagine, and, and, a, uh, and a bed shaped like a race car, uh-huh. <laughs> a bunk bed <laughs> that had moving parts to it. Um, or I remember just a sick Hot Wheels track, and what was it, Honey? I Shrunk the Kids, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah. so interesting. What's the difference then between propaganda and like? an advertisement or a sponsored thing because like that's what the Lego movie was. It was like a, mm. a, a 90 mm-hmm. minute ad for Lego. Lego. Yeah, totally. Arguably any, any toy based film comes from that. Mm. Uh, I would say. I uh, mean, toy shows. Toy story. Yeah. To- shows started as mm. literal advertisements like GI Joe mm. was just a show True. based around a, a toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they I have mean, an action a- blockbuster literally just called Battleship. Like, <laughs> wow. Well, there's, there's also... Oh, sorry. I totally interrupted you. Do oh, you yeah. wanna, um, well, I, and I actually did voiceovers for an episode. Um, but <laughs> do you guys remember Shopkins? Yeah, Because that's a YouTube series with oh, like millions of you. It's so. tiny little toys that's basically like consumerism and it's like oh this mm-hmm. little chocolate bar this little um cupcake uh cupcake this lipstick collect, this bar, and they go on adventures yes. yeah you collect them all and they go like they have little mini adventures in the store and that's what's on youtube and the youtube videos and then mm-hmm. you like buy the characters mm-hmm. and like they made a movie about it mm-hmm. right and moose toys has made a lot of money off of that and like all of the YouTube videos, Zane are free is recoiling in horror. Yeah. I hate this so much. Yeah. Guys. It's a massive waste of a lot of things. Yes, um, but yeah. So like that's that's happening now, and that's not just like that. That's content creation. That's an ad. That's you know, it's entertainment, but it's, it's incredibly an ad. smart as well. Oh yeah, I just started mm. watching a show on Amazon last night called The Boys, and it's about like if superheroes were fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Will Smith was a little too soon with it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the everyday superhero Hancock. Sure. That's right. And so there's this guy who gets his um his his girlfriend is killed by this guy called the A Train, who's the Flash, pretty much. Mm. Mm. And the Flash runs through her. Oh my! <laughs> and you you see it. It's fucked up there's so much really slow motion blood it's foul oh, no. and so he goes on a rampage and it, what i'm trying to get at is it's it's this superhero kind of like empire mm-hmm. and so you see times square and there's they still do the superhero movies but they're actually out saving the world and so they have like deals with governments and so this lady's trying to sell um this guy a superhero to a town you say you can have this this guy's your personal local superhero yeah, for yeah. 200 million dollars uh, <laughs> and it's okay. that kind of thing of like making it a whole empire mm. into anything it can be like the shopkins thing and like selling toys interesting it's very funny. do you think it's oh. a thinly veiled message about like the, the self-help movement and the fitness movement <laughs> and you could be a superhero in the world. And yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah. It's everywhere though, isn't it? Like just that kind of like empire of selling, that circle of... Well, 
now we're getting into some of the in- interesting territory. <laughs> is is the self help message? Uh, it's very popular at the moment. Um, I guess it has been for a long time. We've been practicing mm. self help for fucking thousands of years. Mm. Yeah, but where does that sit on the spectrum of propaganda? Like, because I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I guess I'm on the fence with the whole thing because I see some examples of the self help movement not helping mm. certain people, and then other certain types of people it helps a lot but there is i don't know there is a there's a there's a fictional world there of the perfectly healthy person that and this one book that will make every <laughs> single person perfectly healthy mm. all the time okay. it's called the bible <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just it's, a, they're just another set of dogma so yeah. if mm-hmm. if you if you find a dogma that works for you, then... Mm-hmm. Makes you happy. Fantastic. Yeah. Use it, but that same dogma probably won't work for literally everyone in the world. Yeah. Right. Unless they buy into the exact same things that you do. Yeah. So, like, yoga and meditation work great for some people. Some people just don't. They just mm. can't work it. Mm. So... Like anything mm. with an outside eye, you're so cynical of it. There's a Netflix um, documentary kind of just chronicle of Tony Robbins, who's like mm. one of the biggest self-help mm. gurus. I saw that. It's called oh, I'm yeah. Not Your Guru. Mm. You watch it and you're laughing. You're pissing yourself for these people who spend five grand on like a five-day workshop. I think mm-hmm. it's like one day, isn't like it's, it's five two, grand per yeah. day it's or something. Disgusting. But then you get the you the upsell at the end of the day to stay for another day Ugh, and God. get all this extra mm. extra benefit yeah. in inverted commas. And it's the same as you watch it and you think yeah. of religion. You think of like, Absolutely. oh my God, how could this be so dumb? But then when you're in it, I'm sure it's something totally different. It's that mass. Well, uh, the same reason that everyone jumps up at music festivals. Like, yeah, it's taking on that yeah. mass hysteria. Yeah. They use the same music, the same mm. vibes, the same yeah, the same rhythm of like uh, concerts and whatever to get you into the rhythm. And then when it just cuts off, and you're like, "Well, I want to go back to that. Right. I get mm. that more." But that's. That's like really manipulative stuff. Mm. Whereas I, I, I think Tony Robbins started out wanting to help people mm. and then found this formula that I can make just millions. Like, well, if I can make $300 million in a year, I can help more people. Why yeah. shouldn't yeah, totally. I? Mm. Totally. And you, I mean, you could probably imagine Tony Robbins would be surrounded himself with people who were like, uh, yeah, you can either help 500 people. Yes. Or you can help a million people, or you can help the whole world. Mm. Which one do you want? If you want to help the whole world, then you're going to need some money behind you. Quantity and of equality as well. You're just like, how could you be yeah, great right. with them, the whole world? <laughs> yeah. And I, that brings us into echo chambers. My <laughs> 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 fun echo, echo. Mm. Um, of how, well, how do I want to steer this This propaganda into echo chambers uh discussion <laughs> because I, I was like oh man i'm not holding on to this uh this idea of propaganda at all because we're just going into basically anything we see or are told mm. about the world has some fictional element to it um, which is a gonna... shame it's kind of depressing do we want to join it together with the cambridge analytica scandal I'd love to hear it. Tell us more, please. Okay, uh, so I just watched the Netflix documentary and it was so interesting the way that they discussed it. They talked to, um, God, what is her name? What is Find her out name? For us. What does she look Cambridge like? Feel free to edit this out. Analytical um, standard? Scandal. 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 So I, I started. Oh. Um, I'm just drunk, it? don't worry. Oh, <laughs> drunk on um, Cool Ridge Water. <laughs> Not sponsored by Cool Ridge Water. <laughs> <laughs> no. And this is actually tap water in a Cool Ridge bottle. There we are. God, it's full of fluoride. Cool. Not sponsored by tap water. <laughs> <laughs> or Cool Ridge Water. Cool Ridge. Mm. Find your thing, Paula. And, um, Please edit this so it's not just... <laughs> oh, I'm not going to edit We're on shit. fictional reality. We're going to edit shit. <laughs> we don't edit I will say, yeah. as a bit of filler, mm. I was yeah. so excited because I didn't realise that in the intro, you don't... That's not recorded. Your oh. voice, I thought that... 
Welcome to fictional. Re- uh, is this real life? Or is this? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. Reality? I thought you'd record that, but then I looked over and there's James saying the words just as a listener. It's different every time. I love it. It is I always it. different. That's Amazing. Right. Okay, so episode. I found it. It's a it's a Netflix documentary mm-hmm. called The Great Hack, um, and oh. it's about how Cambridge Analytica was in partnership with the Republican Party slash Donald Trump. Well, not, not the Republican Party, but with Donald Trump's PR mm. uh, at the time of the U.S. election. And it's about how they used information that they collected on U.S. citizens to do targeted ads and to uh, show them yeah. specific stuff. Um, stuff so that they would like they could sway the vote. And it's yeah. very interesting in that I certainly felt that they gave me enough information from both. It was heavily leaning towards Cambridge Analytica was definitely a company that well, – I don't believe that it was definitely a company necessarily, but, like, it was um, a company that was employed by the um, Trump PR election – Yes, uh, the election campaign. committee campaign. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, I can't speak <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> um, by, by the election campaign in order to help them win because they had all this data yes. on all these voters and all of the people. Mm. Um, and so what they did was they collected data on people who they could convince to change their mind in swing states. Whoa. And they showed them specific things yeah. on Facebook. And Whoa. that, like, you know, they, they speculate whether that changed the direction that the um, electoral <laughs> result took. Oh, my and God. Yeah, and so in the, um, in the document, I swear it's a documentary, I can't remember her name, but they get, like, one of the people who was, um, you know, part of the campaign and, like, really running point on it for mm. Cambridge Analytica. And um, you sort of see her... Uh, going through stuff and discovering that her calendar from the time when she was working on the campaign mm. was still live and she could see all these meetings that she had with people. She could see all of these, like, names of government officials, of people um, who are part of the, like, party uh, that she was meeting with and then they touch on Brexit. But – and yet at the end of the documentary, I still felt like they had given me enough information where I could – still be skeptical about mm. how powerful Cambridge Analytica was and right. whether it was or not because they'd somehow managed to like you know like they were like oh but don't worry it's it, it right. wasn't so much yeah it wasn't so much a don't worry it was like instilling doubt at the same time oh, okay right and i don't know whether that was an intentional thing so that it didn't come across mm. as a this is definitely what it is or mm. whether it was a we don't want to get sued or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think but a, a lot of what that is now is that with so much being redacted and so much being obscured, mm. you won't, you you can't know, you can't definitively yeah. say this is what, mm. because in the last couple of years, like that data mining stuff has got so much more, um, so much more targeted and mm. so much more sophisticated mm. because with, Facebook doesn't allow you to do it now, but you used to be able to tap into other people's um, data. So not directly, but so say if you were doing an ad and you uh, anyone who goes to the White House website, I would like to advertise directly to them. Mm. Mm. Or anyone who goes to both the White House website and looks at AR-15s on the Walmart mm. website, I would mm. like to market directly to them. Yeah. And this yeah, right. ad might not be an ad for a product. It might just be advertising a link to fake news mm. yeah. to radicalise them or get something from them. And that micro-targeting is, yeah, really... is That manufactures an echo chamber. Whereas if yeah. you believe certain things there are interested parties who are interested in making you believe that in reinforcing those beliefs and exaggerating those mm. beliefs and, and, uh, and turning them into something that they weren't before, which mm. is dangerous, turning yeah. them into a dangerous belief. And it's such a game changing thing. I don't think that the public has realized that that targeted advertisement has that effect until this election happened. Mm. Yeah, it brought it out, didn't it? Yeah, it's really come out in the light of what an effect that one company had Mm. in changing its mass. And Mm. it was just like data research, that's the thing. And, I mean, if you go on a Facebook business page now, like if 
I log on, I can pick what gender, I can pick an age group, I can pick a location, I can pick mm. interests, I can zone everything. it down and down and down and go, this is the type of person that I want to advertise to and then I can retarget them. I mean, mm. that's what marketing is. And Everything like Facebook gives you that capability. Yeah, mm. I checked in here. I eat this kind of food, like mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all targeted. Yeah. How does it make you feel that uh, someone can look at your microdata and then advertise to you a product that you didn't know you wanted? What is probably important to say is that they don't, like it's not personalized, like it's not identifying in the way that, like I wouldn't know like, by looking at oh, your data. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not my name on there. It's yeah. not that. It's just um, this type of person or fitting this to the business of. end. Yes, to but the business end. Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. went that extra step, and by mm-hmm. correlating all that data, or businesses like that, they have best guesses mm-hmm. as to exactly who that person is the other problem with the cambridge analytica scandal was that it came out that it wasn't just people who took this quiz that they had collected data from they collected data from that person who took the quiz and all of their facebook friends Mm. which was the terrifying thing for some people because like well it doesn't have to be you you may not have taken the quiz but if one of your facebook friends did yeah yeah that's that's scary having your having your name linked there has anyone here had uh, an experience. I, I know this is slightly different, but um, it reminded me of this: the experience of having an ad pop up recently. I when, see it every day. Yeah, what every was, day. What was something like? Okay, I like doing my nails, so <laughs> I'll look at like one of those kind of like face mask things or like nail growing things. It takes one click, and then I see it for two weeks after that. Fucking, it pisses me off. I don't know why. Mm. I just want to know what is like the worst thing that could happen. Like with this kind of like, are we scared of it? Yeah, like, right. Mo- like metadata, whatever. Go for it. Like I, I don't. Oh, I want to know what's like the worst thing that could it could possibly. So go to I in think the future. ads for businesses. That's the least damaging thing that you can see. Mm. But when it comes down to it, like the micro targeting, you could be literally advertised links to a news story mm. that is fake but looks to be real. It could look like the CNN website mm. that presents a fake news story that changes how you feel and how you're going to vote, how you're going to react in your regular life. Scary thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. especially when point. you're in... the in, long run. Well, especially if you're in somewhere like Georgia or the Ukraine or like Hong Kong right mm-hmm. now where protests are happening that could so easily turn into riots and that yeah. sort of control is... That, that just needs to be a switch that one person or one company has to... Flick, and then maybe that turns into something entirely uncontrollable. Mm. It alters your opinions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point. And that the power can come from, like that that flicking of the switch uh, is done so simply. Yeah, mm. and like, it could just be one person. Mm. In this case, let's say uh, Padamir Schmutten um, <laughs> decides that he wants Hong Kong to riot, then they, can, they have ways to make, not to just turn the right on, mm. but have ways to make a right more likely mm. without I mean, paying people to go there and actually riot. Isn't that kind of just... Isn't that just narratives and messaging in general? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Absolutely. just that, that's just all it is. But where's the solution? Thank you. Like, is that's it making right. is it making it illegal to, like, advertise with, you know, that kind of data? What is it? Mm-hmm. I What's going to make our lives better? With I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm like, still a little bit murky on the problem myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think what the exactly? problem the problem is uh, the obscuring of where the messaging is coming from. Mm. So you Why know, you this? know that you're being shown these things, and that Facebook is showing them to you, and so you just assume that it's coming from Facebook. Mm. Facebook from an has, algorithm. People have gone, Facebook, please tell me where who I should market to. And then Facebook's doing it to you. Mm. Rather than like other actors go, going to Facebook and saying, we need to talk to these specific people, do that for us, please, for millions of dollars. Well, that's what I'm going through. On the other end of that, I need to advertise my current show. And then so I'm looking at boosting posts for a specific location in Sydney mm-hmm. and mm. age bracket and people who like to go see theatre. Mm. So I'm also part of the problem. Targeting. Not as bad, but yeah. mm. I mean, like using the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a tricky thing because like what – 
you know, propaganda versus advertising versus marketing. Like it's just it's all on a spectrum. Yeah, sure. yeah. And, but but Moral. where is like what? Where's the line? What end is what end of the spectrum? I think it, it like, comes down to the misleadingness. So if an ad is 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 that's so the intention, like is, it's yeah, intentionally it's you, misleading. If you're going to say mm. you can buy this product for five dollars. Mm. Then you go to that website and you buy that product and it has a hidden $25 mm. fee and uh. $30. You could, that company can get in trouble for doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't selling a product mm. and you're just selling and you're just wanting a view of mm. misleading information. Oh, oh I see. Where is, where's the accountability? Okay. And where is that information coming from? Mm. Mm. And is so, it police, is it? Yeah, <laughs> and at the moment it's Facebook and or Reddit or Instagram and there is no way for – it's a corporation, so not a government. And especially when you're dealing internationally, there's no way to trace that back unless every person involved in that transaction has given consent mm. for you to know who that is. Mm. And if these people are acting in ways that aren't 100% authentic or uh, good. above mm. board yeah. and that they don't want everyone to know, then they can just go pay Facebook more money mm. to go, no, and they can. don't. You don't know who it is. I suppose the other thing is, like, what responsibility does the person carrying the message have? Because, like, that terrible, terrible shooting in Christchurch, mm. you know, he went on Facebook Live and mm, started streaming it. And people were like, oh, wow. how could Facebook have let this go on for so long? I mean, like you were saying, it, it's a mega corporation. It's not like, you know, it knows. There are certain aspects yeah. of the algorithm which do have, like, image reading qualities, but th- that's not you know def- yeah. definitive necessarily it and yeah. it's kind of like well who can we really place blame like facebook is a tool nothing more it really yeah. depends on yeah. who is wielding it and the intention behind that yeah and because they're they operate in every different country in the world uh, except china I- except china <laughs> yes. Except yes. who has a facebook equivalent equivalent yes. um that is government controlled but mm. that's that's okay. really that's like that's yeah that's the option that's yeah. the option does yeah. the government provide a Facebook-like tool mm. that it can then have final say? Like Australia has gone so far as to record and and nanny state all the internet traffic oh in Australia. God. Like that's just something that the Australian yeah, that government the, does. That was the metadata thing that got pushed through in 2014, 2015, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> but like actually sifting through that, what is the logistics of actually like... Slowing down internet rates across that's the country. But also the metadata that they're going to use to track extremists, Mm. it's now come out that they're using it to track uh, just millennials. (laughs) (laughs) They're just they're 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 just like what the fuck are they? (laughs) They're still alive, yet they seem to have no money. So something (laughs) something weird is happening here. Do they think that our lives is just like a weird Bear Grylls episode? (laughs) (laughs) I think from from our perspectives, it's a Bear Grylls episode. And from their perspective, we're like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) I'm all alone. Um, I I guess my question is, is is true information important? And is that something that we have to try and... Oh, 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 James, do you want to define what... True information is for me. <laughs> I think it's impossible on social media. Yeah, oh. I think true information oh. is experience. Are you willing to nail down that true information is possible outside of social media? What, what? James, Mister <laughs> <laughs> Fictional Reality. If anyone mentions Ayn Rand, I swear to God. And that's all we have time for today on Fictional Reality. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a volatile philosophical question, and Zane has, has caught me out. <laughs> well, <laughs> can no I just say the true. Walmart shooter mm. quoted Donald Trump and Donald Trump's lies in his manifesto that he wrote. Mm. Wow! What culpability does Donald Trump have for the misleading information that he's putting out there as truth when it comes to that crime? Do you think is it that is- propaganda? Do you that's think it a is great question? Do you think it has something to do with like, okay, Donald Trump is you know president of the United States mm-hmm. at the minute, so he does have a responsibility as the president. Mm. But what if that shooter was quoting a YouTuber? Then what? Like, do you Absolutely. think that mm-hmm. like their position like socioeconomically right. doesn't influence that? Because mm-hmm. you know, like, I suppose I'm going right back to the the Facebook is just a tool thing. So what we come down to is influences. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah. Does the size of your audience Mm. give you greater culpability for the message that you put out? Well, certainly according to Australian laws that were just brought in. I don't know if they've been passed yet, but within advertising laws, if you have over 30,000 followers, you are officially considered an influencer and you have to do like, you know, your due diligence in terms of sponsorship and Mm -hmm. ads and stuff because legally you have to now. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, I'm not as well read on the subject as I really should be. So... Double check. Um, I don't know if it's legal yet or if it's just going through. Oh, I don't have 30,000 yeah. yet, so I'm fine. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> stop worrying. Just, yeah. Are you going to like get to like 29,999 and be like, hey, Paula, unfollow me? I yeah. just, it's getting too close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. What, what's something you'll say right now that you wouldn't say with 30,000 followers? Um, I'm, 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 I'm eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Bring out yeah. the guillotines. I would say... I think I'd probably still say that with 30,000 followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You would. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything I wouldn't say. It's like, what oh, if I had more influence. What from staying, saying? Like, what, yeah. like, moral shit? Like, you can't... Mm. But, like, that's not fair. If oh, you, yeah. If you that's are right-wing, like, I mean, you should be allowed I to... I, I mean, violence, like, I, but I mm, wouldn't yes. want to say that now. I wouldn't... No, like, mm, eating the rich is a metaphorical concept. Have a little nibble. Um, but what if they take it literally? Like, uh, yeah, you that, know, that's the point. That's the problem. Like, it's the interpretation of it. And yeah. do you, like, necessarily have a responsibility to definitely delineate? And then it's like, if you were operating and saying things on the information that, to the best of your knowledge at the time, was, like, real and accurate, then if it comes out that it was false, like, then... And what? I think that mm-hmm. that's With what it comes down to, is we need journalism which is like yes. actual yeah. truth mm. or at least uh, as close to the truth as we can get at this time mm. this is what we know whereas mm. a lot of media now is just because the high turnover rate that's expected mm. yeah. the the lack of ability to like dig into anything as well lack as the money. as as well as the money that's being controlled like Murdoch owns it's an astounding amount of the global media landscape mm. is owned by one person. Wow. One and it's still so competitive. Like there guy. is still such a breadth and like, uh, like just way too much. Yeah, like of those journalists and like you know posts. Like, mm. why is it still so competitive? And I mean, from my perspective, it seems like the journalists that are adhering to these methods are too slow. They the their methods for having the good content puts them at a disadvantage for being focused on it's the rise of but clickbait. Yeah, yeah, but that's the yeah. problem. Like you can't you can't do good research unless you have the time to do the good research and the yeah. money. Yeah, I mean. and to do good yeah. research you need both time, time and, and money. money. Yeah. And yeah. to know the truth. And you anything, also need you an need audience that is going to give you their time to consume mm. what you're what you're putting out. Mm. Yeah. Which again, because we're so hungry for headlines, very few people will read a whole article. Mm. Yeah, and the clickbait inherently has in it uh, a thing that says it's not true sort of mm. thing, like it's baiting you. Uh-huh. Maybe we should have clickbait that is true and people are like, oh, come on, click it. Oh, well, that was actually really... I mean, well, headlines have always been clickbait click- or yeah, readbait. Right. Mm. Um, read yeah, it's yeah. like, here's the story in as few words that will get your attention and make you read this or make you pay for right. this piece of paper so mm. you can read it. Usually very negative as well, whatever yeah. that headline is. And mm. then you read it and you're like, Oh, that was not at all that way. Like, he they was were actually right. a nice person. Well, you he know the Pulitzer Prize? That was named after Mr. Pulitzer, mm-hmm. who invented yellow journalism. Now, yellow journalism, while it sounds racist, is not racist. <laughs> it's just a term for, for journalists or journalism that is not true. You just make a statement, you oh. print it, and then you and then if if someone has a problem with it, you print a retraction. Retraction, just on in on page twelve, just a little bit, a couple of days later, and. That's you legally done. So you can oh, print right. whatever astounding things that you, you want, get the money from people buying the paper, and then go, oh, sorry, we were wrong. Why isn't it that an individual can't be held at that, like, at that breezy little, like, I said something wrong, but, like, people will attack someone now for fucking up. Cancel so, culture. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Cancel oh, culture. that's right. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, isn't that funny how, like, corporations have a structure of being, like, a company for a reason mm. and individuals don't get the same kind of respect in that way? Or isn't, mm. there, um, isn't there also a thing where companies are now being treated not legally, but like they're fighting for the right to be treated like people. Yeah, in the US. Personal entities. That's right. right. In the US, Citizens United means that 
corporations are legally individuals. Mm. Now, that is currently in front of the Supreme Court as to whether or not a corporation has a right to uh, practice religion. Oh. oh, wow. So that would mean that people can discriminate oh, if yes, someone's no, had an abortion Whoa. or if someone That's uses right. contraceptives. That's right. that wouldn't make a wedding wow. cake for that gay couple. Yep. Correct. Oh, no, can you imagine yeah. in the future if corporations can own children? Oh yeah. My God. We're going to go back to the didn't Industrial they, Revolution. Didn't they do a thing on community about that, Subway? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, community with um, <clears throat> Donald Glover. Yeah. And they had a guy and like Subway had a person. Yeah. <laughs> they like, like owned so, yeah. that person. No, like his, his name was Subway. Wow. Oh. Can you imagine in like 100 years, maybe 200 years from now and there's people like for the rights of the corporation, <laughs> uh-huh. like uh, voting rights and, and equal rights. It's like corporations have feelings too as one big system <laughs> of which we all are corporations of our own selves. Oh God. It's all bleeding into each other. There's an episode of Doctor Who and I'm – Adding myself as a fucking wanker. Um, uh, you're talking nerd. to a, tri- a time traveler, Joe, <laughs> yeah. who tells everyone he's a time traveler unapologetically. I, um, I once right. owned a life size cutout of Matt Smith. <laughs> I redact my I mean, prior look, statement. The episode. So there was an episode where um, the papal mainframe, so they're the church, were also mm. the army. So they were like, um, so they were the, like soldiers. But they were religious. Is this where he met his daughter? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. The, the good oh. man goes to war. I think Spoiler alert. Yes, that's right. God. Yeah. And I like, didn't understand that episode a whole heap, I will admit. I, I watched it at least twice and I was like, what is Basically, they, there are two opposing dogmas mm-hmm. and they've been fighting for however many generations. But the thing is that they can get new fighters just by like injecting you or, or taking your that's DNA. That's right. And yeah. So don't have to a make new person. people. Yeah. And so... They're just kind of ingrained into mm. this violence and without knowing the actual truth yeah. about okay. why they're fighting or whether yeah. they should be. But maybe mm. that's the way our world's going. Everything's just going to bleed into one disgusting meld of bodies. I mean, it seems to be. We might already be there. We're there. We're already living it. If corporations can own people and can have a religion. <laughs> well, they can't own people oh, yeah. yet. yet. Yes. Um, but I know but that's the, the thing, a corporation is technically just a group of individuals. I guess so, mm. like a religion. Yeah. Or a family. Who yeah. believe in one common idea. But then again, it's like a political party. They don't all agree, mm. but they have to because if they don't, then someone will overtake them. Then yeah. you're not in the party. Yeah. Mm. All right, wow. let's have we solved the <laughs> world's <laughs> no. problems? No, we've just pointed out all <laughs> Made of them. Um, we're actually going to solve them on the next episode. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to fade this bad boy out, everyone, and then we're going to fade back in. Um, everyone, thank you for listening so far. We've gone down a hell of a rabbit hole here. I think this is actually <laughs> the deepest rabbit hole we've gone down yet because I specifically um, have not spoken with primarily gaming people who have just stayed very much in the confines of the mm. fictional world. I've actually brought this out into um, the real world, which has brought up a lot of interesting things about uh, where we put our um, pegs in the sand. So thank you very much. Everyone join us next time as we wrap up part two of this conversation. Uh, I'm James Elliott. I was with Joe Lyons, Zane C. Weber, and Paula Arujo. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thanks, guys.